Area 941 podcast are produced and distributed by Community Powered 94.1 KPFA Radio. Please help support Area 941 at kpfa.org. I'm Richard Walensky. This is KPFA's Bay Area Theater podcast, featuring stage reviews, along with extended versions of interviews heard on Arts Waves on Cover to Cover. Rachel York made her Broadway debut in 1989 in the Cy Coleman show, City of Angels. She went on to play Fantine in Les Mis. She starred in the national tour and came to San Francisco of the revival of Kiss Me Kate a few years back appeared in Ragtime, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and more recently on Broadway in the musical comedy Disaster. She is in San Francisco as a member of the ensemble of the musical Head Over Heels, which has its pre-Broadway tryout at the current theater from April 10th through May 6th, with Broadway previews scheduled to start on June 23rd. I had a chance to talk briefly with Rachel York, during one of those two-hour press interview periods in which actors go from journalist to journalist in a round-robin that is as exhausting as it sounds. Rachel York, you've done so many shows, and you've done them here and in New York, and you got your start in City of Angels, which I saw on Broadway. Uh, Had you always wanted to be an actor? I discovered it when I was about <laughs> I was about 11 years old. I'd always loved to sing and dance. I don't know, it just something just hit me. It was an epiphany that I was going to be an actress at some point. I always did love to sing and dance with my mom. She would play the piano and so it was definitely inside of me. And very early on I was in all of the school plays and choir and We moved to Colorado when I was nine, and it kind of turned my world upside down. I became a very shy kid in public, and it was choir that helped me to sort of, quote unquote, find my voice again. And I discovered, like, hey, I kind of got something here. And and so I started, you know, getting the solos in the choir, and that's kind of how it it all started. And and soon after that, I decided this is what I want to do, and I became very single-minded about it. I'm going to do this no matter what. <laughs> At what point did you move to New York? I just turned 19. And you took acting classes and, yes, and dance yes. and movement? Yes, I did. I have a lot of New York stories I could tell you, but we don't want to get into that. <laughs> well, well, one story is that now we've gone through the Me Too movement. For you, did people try to get you on the casting couch? Did that happen with you too? Or oh. was that mostly L.A.? Oh, no, no. I know that was always there, but you always knew that you wouldn't do anything like that. But yes, there was always that you always had to be nice to those people. You didn't want to, you know, ruin any chances. And you would just hope that, you know, somebody wouldn't sort of corner you in that way. Gosh, I mean, I think that all women have had some sort of experience like that. I've been able to kind of skirt them um, through the years. It's definitely out there. It's a different time now, thank goodness. We look at it differently. And they looked at it differently in the 60s and the 70s. I put up with less than my mother had to put up with (laughs) and so on. So there's always that fear. You want to get ahead. You want to make it in the business. There's a lot of competition. And you want to be nice to the people who are on top so that they'll like you. But hopefully you don't go too far. Because I always came from the reasoning that 
if you ever did anything like that, it would probably backfire anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So I tried to be as straight-laced as possible. I do remember a producer having a a session with a producer, a big-time producer, and him commenting on my bra size and asking me out. I think one of the things that happens is it, it became so accepted until... Harvey Weinstein, it just blew up automatically. Were you suddenly raising your fist in the air and going, thank God? Yeah, of course. Especially after I heard all of the stories. That's just awful. And you know, he's not the only one. (laughs) He just, you know, was the squeaky wheel, I guess. But um, yeah, it's disturbing. But I'm just glad it's all coming out and people are starting to look at it differently and that that's not acceptable because it isn't. So it's part of women's evolution. Everybody's starting to get it. (laughs) Rachel York, let's talk a little bit about Head Over Heels. How did you uh, get involved in the show? Well, I was a part of The Lab, uh, which was about a year ago. I had never worked with Michael Mayer, and I was so excited to work with Michael Mayer. So glad I did. And I never worked with Spencer Liff, our choreographer. This was a brand new project. I loved the material. I loved what it said. I loved the message. It was in verse, and so I thought, oh, this is going to be a challenge and and different for me, and I took it on, and I loved it. It's a message I probably always wanted to tell. (laughs) It is about female empowerment. It's about empowerment in general for all people. It's about um, uh, self-empowerment and and sexual, spiritual awakening. It's uh, it's fun. (laughs) It's just and told in a really fun, happy way. There's a a transgender actor in it. I think that'll be the first time on Broadway. That's correct. Peppermint. She's wonderful. And you know what's so so interesting? You know, I, I think ultimately things do happen for a reason. And sometimes our essences attract what we're supposed to do next. And it's like this piece attracted all of the right people. Everybody sort of has their own story that relates to this story and this message. And Peppermint is definitely one of those people. So she understands this. the character that she plays is a non-binary plural character. I'm sure that, like me, uh, when I first heard that word, there are many people out there like, what is that? So there's a little bit of an education. You know, she's, She is not non-binary plural, but she's playing a person. And she's, she's at least, you know, uh, familiar with that being transgender. It's a wonderful education for everybody. There are people that don't want to be known as a female or a male. They're both and everything. (laughs) So she has her own depth and wonderfulness to bring to the role. She's a goddess. Is your role one of the larger roles? You know, this is an ensemble piece and including the dancers, though they might be called the ensemble, you know, for the piece, they have their own character as a unit. And each one of them is so special and individual within that unit. It's like a machine. So we're all kind of equal. It's yes, it's a principal role that I play. (laughs) That's the question. Did you try reading Arcadia? I did not try reading Arcadia, not yet, and maybe uh, I have not had the time, but I love this play, and I know that it's, it's of course, based on Arcadia. But give me time. It'll happen. <laughs> I want to go back. When you got your role, I guess the first breakthrough role was City of Angels. When you walked in on that role, which is, I mean, it's an extraordinary play with the two 
different black and white and color elements. Was there a point where you went, "Uh not only is this my first role, but I'm in a hit even before it opened? I thought it was going to be a hit, but I was really, really green. This was my first Broadway show, and I was over the moon and all I could, I was so positive. I was, I was so positive and bushy tailed that I was probably annoying in the company. Whereas we had a lot of veteran actors in that company there. I think we're quite scared that it wasn't going to take off. And I didn't know this at the time, um, because again, all all I saw was roses, (laughs) but apparently People were a little nervous. The, the The creative team and everyone wasn't sure how it was going to go over, and there was a lot of tension in the company. To me, I felt like, no, this is going to be a hit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> by positive visualization, it made it a hit. Did you work with Cy Coleman at all? Did oh, you? I did. Oh, he was just um, everything. He's so wonderful, and I I miss him so much. It was amazing to sing one of his songs and it was a great song that he wrote lost and found the first time i heard that it was the first day of rehearsals and it blew everybody away it blew me away and i can't even tell you how over the moon excited i was about it it was a i feel incredibly blessed and honored to have shared time with him uh, one final question in this particular show is there any song that stands out for you that you work on listen i grew up listening to the go-go's so i love all the go-go's but even i missed a few growing up. And there is one, I love them all, first of all, but the one that really stands out to me that I've grown to love is Here You Are. I have, I have a really hard time saying goodbye. So this one is, it's very transcendental to me. It's, it's a beautiful song that I, that's my favorite now.